awkward silence. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the season premiere of. Well, I haven't changed the name yet, so it's still Quinn's Corner Extended Storytime. Uh, and this episode is going to be a bit interesting. Your phone is doing a thing. It's supposed to be off. Oh. Well, as you can see already, I do have uh, two guests helping me out here today, and they'll probably making uh, reoccurrences as time goes on. Uh, but wh- well, yeah, who wants to go first and introduce themselves? Uh, hey, I'm Dylan. It's Dylan and uh, I'm Andrew. And Andrew, if y'all don't remember these guys, well, you should. Dylan, uh, as some of you may or may not I actually don't know who listens to this uh, like in all honesty we might I mean, have some cross listeners from back might, in the day you may have some cross listeners from uh, back in the day for Broken Dead the Broken World and FOMO Show the FOMO Show yeah and Andrew was on one episode of the that FOMO was on Show. one single episode one yes. single episode uh, yeah but right now we are all going to pool our collective voices uh, to do this episode of Quinn's Corner to uh, hopefully bring these characters to life. Um, did y'all want to say anything else? Think of anything? Nothing? No? Looking forward to it. He's looking, Andrew's looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be something, so we'll see. Uh, I do apologize if the sound quality is kind of weird right now it's because we have the mic in between all of us and it looks like a robot penis what is the show rated <laughs> it's it fluctuates <laughs> um, but yeah without further ado Season 2, Episode 1, for a salmon. Almost after a week of Zeesian's reluctant but necessary reunion with the King in Yellow, he finds that his strength has finally returned to full. While recuperating, Zeesian sent Nyx to rally their most loyal and powerful allies for a task at hand that not one person could do alone. Especially now that Zeesian's final steps of the plan that he has meticulously been setting into motion is now nearly complete. Armed with the knowledge that the Whispers of Eternity exist and a riddle that will hand him the location of the Anvil of Worlds, which can lead him to the violet embers and the hammer of beginnings. Zeesian gets out of bed to find that it is midday, then gets dressed. Zeesian puts on a gray tunic with a pair of brown pants. Once he's dressed, he sits in the rocking chair in the living room of the cabin. Zeesian prepares to play his pan flute to calm his uneasy mind. And right before the first note leaves the flute, he hears the heavy sounds of wings beating in the air. Quickly approaching the cabin, the sound gets louder and creates a strong gale that beats against the cabin's windows and doors. As suddenly as it starts, 
The gale subsides. All sounds outside fall quiet. Zesian gets out of the chair and heads outside. As he opens the door, the midday sun hits him in the face, and he is met with the sight of Nyx with an auspicious grin on her face. It's good to see you finally out of bed, my love. It is just good to see you. How did your travels go? Prosperous. The others should be arriving soon. Zesian walks over to Nyx and pulls her in close. I couldn't have asked for someone more amazing. You could have, but I would just kill them so I could have you all to myself. The two move in to kiss one another, but are interrupted by a thunderous yell coming from the clouds. <coughs> that must be Calvog. The pair look to the sky to see the clouds parting. A few moments pass before Calvog comes into view. Once he does, it is a flashy entrance as always. Calvog is soaring through the sky on a cloud yelling at the top of his lungs. Yeah! Show me what you got! Going faster and faster, he approaches Zeesian and Nyx with breakneck speed before stopping on a dime. Looks like I'm the first one here! He says, stepping off the cloud. Calvog is a cloud giant who stands 18 feet tall. His hair has a unique brass coloring to it that comes down to his shoulders. Calvog's skin is an incandescent powder blue, and the same with the iris of his eyes. Like most cloud giants, Calvog didn't wear too many clothes so that he could feel the wind on his skin when he was flying. So in most times where Calvog had to meet someone, especially those shorter than him, he would wear a pair of lace tie shorts so nothing would be swinging around. So what is this all about, Zeesian? Before Nick showed up, I was in some indulgences. I'll explain when the others arrive. All I'm saying is that it better be significant. Before Calvog can say another word, he gets a look from Zeesian that sends a chill down his spine. This moment is more significant than any trivial vices you call yourself getting into. So I suggest you sit down and wait for the others. Right. Waiting it is then. Nick seemed delighted in seeing Zeesian assert his dominance. She then turns to Calvog smiling, and she is met with a look of annoyance from him. About thirty minutes pass by as the three sit in silence until Zeesian walks over to the porch of the cabin where Nyx is sitting. Did any of the others say they would have any delays? Theoden was looking for some special armor or something. Ofrio has that whole sun sensitivity thing, but they both have one of those teleporting crystals that you told me to give them. Calvog stands. We don't need them at all. Lord Zesia, Nyx and I can handle whatever the task may be. Besides, the other two are just flash anyway. Hell, Orfeo is nothing more than a pretty boy who likes the taste of blood. And I bet Theoden is always so quiet because he can't back anything up when it comes down to it. Just as the last syllable leaves Calvog's lips, he feels a sharp pain and an intense heat come across his face. Calvog sees the ground getting closer to him, 
and it took a second to register, but Calvog realized the ground wasn't getting closer to him. Rather, he was falling to the ground. Calvog hit the ground with a booming thud. Zeesian looks over to where Calvog fell to see a figure that has the height and build similar to his own hovering in the air. Zeesian seemed pleased by what just happened and yells out, I'm happy you could finally join us, Theoden. Sorry, the Phoenix King's armor was a bit more difficult to acquire than I originally thought. Theoden lands just in front of Calvog. Theoden is an Eladrin, which means he is an elf, but one that is deeply imbued with the magic of the Feywilds. The most notable part about an Eladrin is that their power is driven by their emotions which can change in Eladrin's physical form as well. Theoden's anger is always boiling just under the surface, causing him to stay in his summer form. With bright orange hair and copper skin stands the Eladrin, Theoden. Kalvog starts to come around after a few minutes. The cloud giant rises off the ground, gritting his teeth. Without any hesitation, Kalvog slams his fists down on top of Theoden in an attempt to crush him. Kalvog lifts his fists out of the small crater, only to find nothing more than dirt. The confused giant frantically looks around, and he is interrupted by a laughter from Theoden. <laughs> Making an ass out of you always lifts my spirits. Damn you! How would you like it if I just sucker punched you? <laughs> you would never be able to catch me. That's enough out of both of you. We are waiting for Ophrio to begin. Ophrio? <laughs> that prima donna. What could we need him for? I'm going to need all of you for what comes next. Which is what, Lord Zeesian? Zeesian gives Theoden the same look that made Kalvar completely shut down. Theoden stares back at Zeesian with the same murderous intent. The two lock in a short battle of wills. Inevitably, Zeesian forced. Theoden to back down. Oh, shit. A purple miasma flows along the ground, and the air feels dense. Kalvog turns to Theoden. You're right. He is a prima donna. I told you. The miasma starts to swirl around, creating a small tornado. A hand reaches out from it. The hand snaps, and the miasma completely subsides to reveal... A very well-dressed, dark-skinned gentleman whose eyes glow with a golden haze. Orfrio Arkand, fashionably late as always. Lord Zisian, the best should always be saved for last. Now that we are all here at last, I will get right to the reason that I summoned you all. The whispers of eternity exist. A puzzled and shocked look comes over everyone's faces. Theoden steps forward. Are you sure? Where are they? Theoden, relax. And to answer the first question, I'm more than sure. Now, the second question. I only know the location of one, but it was given to me in a riddle. What is the riddle? The Anvil of Worlds rests in a place that breaks the horizon to reach the stars, but falls short even though it stands tall. 
A mountain? That is the most obvious answer, but which one? How did you come about this information? A look of seriousness and sorrow falls over Zesian's face. I spoke with the king in yellow. Ofrio unintentionally showed a look of surprise. You took a great risk, my lord. Zesian turns to Ofrio, only for great reward. A moment of silence befalls the gathering, but it's quickly broken by Calvog yelling out. I know where it is! What? How? There's a myth I was told growing up about a temple atop a mountain. Just a temple? No! It was said to be the place where the first of each race descended upon the world. And the temple itself is connected to multiple planes. Where? Calvog points to the east. Ong Fong. The look on Zesian's face was one of pure joy. He realized what that riddle meant. For that mountain wasn't the tallest by far, but it rests on the equator in such a unique position that one could see the horizon for miles. And at the right moment, on any given sunset, the evening sky bends seamlessly with the coming night for a rare moment where the sun and the stars meet. Galrog, Nix, you both go to Anfang and see what you can find, then report back to me. What do you expect us to do? Theoden, you and Orfrio are going to set another plan into motion. And what would that be, my lord? You both are heading to Waterdeep. I have contacts there that need to be made aware of what is about to happen, so that they can prepare. Prepare for what? The destruction of Waterdeep. Are you insane? Lord Zissian, do you truly believe that destroying Waterdeep is necessary? Yes. If left unchecked, there are those in Waterdeep who could see us fail, or take the power for themselves. So consider this a preemptive strike, as a way to ensure the future I promised you all those years ago comes to pass. Calvog nods in acceptance, followed by Theoden, then Nyx, and finally, Orfrio. With a new resolve coursing through each of them, Zesian and his allies go forth to complete the monumental task at hand. Just as they all scatter, Zesian speaks once more with pure delight in his voice. Go forth as representatives of my will, and let the world know the power of the elements of peace. Well, thank you all again for listening. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the season premiere. Uh, season 2, episode 2. Wait.
I'm saying weird stuff again. Like, y'all don't understand. <laughs> like, y'all don't halfway understand, like, how many times I've messed up trying to do this. And, like, random words would just come out. I'm pretty sure at one point in time I was just going, um, The fierce ferocity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got stuck on fierceness, and I was like, why didn't I just say ferocity? Like, uh, yeah. So, um, but that's getting besides the point. Shay's going to get mad at me for rambling. Um, if you happen to want to talk about any of this, or if you want to just shoot me a question or any that's what same thing is talking about it or if you just <laughs> see I'm, I'm rambling now it's because um, we're here it's because I have people so I have like extra energy to feed off of I guess there you go yeah uh, but anyway as always you can always uh, shoot me a like follow whatever on the Instagrams which that handle is the underscore Quintaro and then Twitter is at the Quintaro and then Facebook I don't know maybe your grandma's listening uh, is just Quintaro Ansley <laughs> I'll accept that friend's request and welcome to talk about the story uh, y'all want to plug yourselves y'all should plug yourselves <laughs> consider me plugged okay Dylan says plugged <laughs> uh, you um, can look up broken pictures yeah uh, you can Look up Facebook and uh, Broken underscore social on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. If you're looking for uh, a weird Instagram, uh, as mine is Little Mountain Castle altogether. Dude is yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, thank you all for listening. I hope you tune in next, whenever I put another one out. Um, and have same a same bat channel, same bat place. Don't sue us. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>